Welcome to Revenue Rehab, your one-stop destination for collective solutions to the biggest challenges faced by marketing leaders today. Now head on over to the couch, make yourself comfortable, and get ready to change the way you approach revenue. Leading your recovery is modern marketer, author, speaker, and chief operating officer at Tegrita, Brandy Starr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Revenue Rehab. I am your host, Brandy Starr. Last week, I had the pleasure of talking to Andrea. We had a great conversation around not being ladylike in the boardroom and being your authentic self. And Andrea had us, you know, our takeaway was around mindfulness and really paying attention and listening to our bodies. So if you didn't listen to episode two, make sure you check it out. Had a great conversation with Andrea. Um, But we have an amazing episode today. I am joined by Tiffany Chisholm Okirika. Okirika. I try so hard to get last names correct. Tiffany is the founder and CEO of Skyspace Global, a marketing technology firm launched in 2018. She is an award-winning marketing technology leader focusing on leadership, marketing automation, implementation, integrations, and migrations for enterprise and mid-market organizations. Having over 10 years in the space, she is a leader that has watched technology and marketing evolve and serves as a thought leader in the space. Her most recent accomplishments include being named Forbes Next 1000 by Forbes Inc. in December of 2021, which showcases a list of 1,000 entrepreneurs, pre-revenue startups, and self-funded shops in every region of the country. She is also included as a 2021 honoree in the Network Journal as the top 25 influential Black women in business. Tiffany, welcome to Revenue Rehab. Your session begins now. Thanks for having me, Brandy. I am excited to talk to you. Congratulations on the Forbes Next 1000 list. That is impressive. Thank you. So Tiffany, on Revenue Rehab, I like to break the ice with a little woo moment that I like to call buzzword banishment. So tell me, what industry buzzword would you like to get rid of forever? Okay, don't kill me when I say this, but digital marketing. Gasp! <gasps> <Yes, laughs> I can't believe digital marketing is going into the buzzword banishment box. So given that we are both in digital marketing related fields, why that buzzword? Um, I think it's just overly used and probably not properly used um, just in terms of if you ask people what they do, everyone says digital marketing and all digital marketing is not created equal. This is true. It has become that generic term to reference almost any sort of marketing that's done with technology is called digital marketing when that's not necessarily the truth. So, okay, now that we've (laughs) gotten that off our chest, I still can't believe that we are putting digital marketing into the buzzword banishment box, but in it goes, lock the box, throw it away. So now that we've gotten that off our chest, Tiffany, tell me what brings you to Revenue Rehab today? 
And I thought we'd talk about change management and probably that resistance to change. Ah, there are so many people. I am one that loves change, which I know I'm an oddball uh, in many ways, but that is one of them. Uh, but most people are not like me. So I believe in setting intentions. It keeps us focused and it gives our audience an understanding of what they should expect from today's session. So what do you want people to take away as we talk about change management? Um, probably just understanding how to avoid that resistance to change overall within an organization. Okay, so let's jump right in. My first question, I know, you know, you and I have been in this industry for a long time and going through implementation and migration projects uh, can get interesting. Oh yeah. So any examples of situations you've been in projects you've had to lead where you've had to deal with people who were severely resistant to change? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say projects overall, but I would say more so processes, um, either with leadership um, changing as well as um, um, just processes as well. Okay. And why do you think the resistance to change exists? I think it's more so a lack of communication with the people that have to, who are involved with that change in itself. Uh, okay, so the the people who are making the decisions you don't feel are fully communicating uh, with those that the change is impacting. That's correct. I think a lot of times people are either thrown that change and at the it's at the last minute when people are understanding that the change is actually happening. They weren't involved in the planning. They weren't involved in the implementation. And it's at that moment, it's like we're changing this. And that's kind of what it is. So, You know, that makes me think of an example. This was probably four-ish years ago. Uh, I was doing a marketing automation implementation. And you know, the first step for us is we do a kickoff call. We invite everybody who's going to be a part of the project to that call. We go through, here's what the scope is, the timeline, the expectations, the first steps, like really level setting with everyone around, this is what this project's going to look like. And I had the VP of marketing uh, who I had been talking to through the sales process. They had been, I had been working with their sales rep um, at the marketing automation platform and the two marketing managers. And so we go in and, you know, I'm talking about my timeline. I got my whole spiel and we took a break and the VP stepped out, went to the bathroom. And before I could go to the restroom, one of the marketing managers pulled me aside and said, could you show us the product? And I was like, come again? <laughs> like, what's happening here? And, and he was like, we're starting implementation and we've never even seen the technology. We don't know if it meets our needs. We know nothing about it other than we bought it. And I think that is a perfect example of where things are not communicated yeah. because they were super resistant to, you know, everything that we needed to do because they were not bought in and they were the ones who had to use it. Yep, exactly. So, you know, given that our audience is primarily, you know, CMOs and head of marketing, why do you think 
situations like this happen because it's not an isolated incident. It's probably the worst, but you know, not isolated. Why do you think that happens? Um, primarily, it's just a lack of communication overall, um, as well as that understanding and helping teams understand why the change is actually happening. But I think that communication piece is un undeniably that is the biggest reason. Okay. Um, I've also seen scenarios where those who are a part of the decision committee also are change resistant. Have you seen that? Why do you think that happens? Um, I see it sometimes, but as far as the actual committee, the people involved, I think it's more so it's either they think the old way is already working, so they're not understanding why the change needs to happen in itself at all. So I think if the people who are part of that committee are resistant to it, that's usually the reason why they don't agree with the change. Okay. So it sounds like what's necessary in order to be effective is first someone who is going to kind of own the, the driving of what the business case is within the group that makes the decision and then beyond that, making sure that the right people are brought in and that communication is happening. Correct. Okay. So what do you generally recommend? Like, do you have a process or a formula or what advice would you give for those who are, you know, they themselves resistant to change or are dealing with people who are resistant to change? So I think generally it's a, a four-step process when it comes to change management. And it's number one, um, making sure that the organization understands that change. Number two, once that understanding comes into fruition, it's being able to plan that change and include everyone who that change is going to affect. I think that's, that's a good starting point. Number three, um, implementation. So implementing that change in itself. And again, making sure that everyone the change affects, they're involved with the implementation, either from, you know, the top down. And number four is that communication piece should actually be last when the change is actually implemented. Okay. So we want to start with making sure that everyone is aware why this is happening. Yep. We want to plan for what the change is going to be and make sure we have all the right people included. We want to actually make the change and then do further communication. That is correct. Okay. I, I like that. Um, so one of the things that come to mind, like if I think about situations that I've been in where I have had one or more people who are resistant to change, there is also a component there that is a little more internal to the person that I don't know that anyone really addresses. And so what I mean by that is, you know, again, using, uh, you know, moving, migrating marketing automation platforms as an example, one of the things that I've seen why some people are resistant is staying on their old system, the system that they are an expert in, Get, makes them feel like there's some job security, that they are the go-to, you know, they are the person um, that, you know, knows the platform inside and out. Um, likewise, I have also seen people push for certain technologies because they felt like that gave them 
a leg up in being able to move to another organization. You know, that they could command more money somewhere else, or there were a lot more jobs using a particular technology. And so in some cases, you have those blockers of change that are really not blocking because they don't understand why change is happening or that communication's not there, but that they have some personal reason why this change or why they believe that this change is not good for them. How have you seen that? How have you dealt with that? Um, I've actually seen that a lot. And I think a lot of times it's providing that training if they are doing a migration or I've seen migrations happening, but it's also ensuring that the team that's already in place, um, that they do that training um, for the new platform if they are migrating to a new platform. I think that's usually the best way to do it is just making sure that the team is trained on that new platform and it's not a, a rip and replace. Because a lot of times you, with marketing automation, those skills are transferable when you think about it. So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would agree, but I have seen people that have, you know, had, like I had a situation where I was recommending to the CMO that they migrate platforms okay, because what they were on just really wasn't working. And we do a lot of stakeholder interviews just to, you know, give people a one-on-one -on -one channel to be able to, you know, express whatever they're feeling or thinking in a safe space. And when we had this conversation with one of the marketing managers, she said flat out, I don't want to change because, and she was near retirement age, because I am too old mm. to be learning something new. And... So she very much was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. And I've run into that multiple times. Um, and, and that's just one example. You know, it, it's not always like an age thing. Yeah. I've had people doing the opposite where they're adamant that we need to get this thing because that's what's hot in the marketplace. Um, and they know that with that skill set on their resume, it looks great. Um, so. What I would say is, you know, when we look, talking about our challenges is really only the first step. Oh, yeah. Like if, you know, we're talking about change, but if nothing changes, then nothing changes. Right. And so what I would like to have you share is with our audience, what are what are your key takeaways for, you know, the heads of marketing that are listening to this podcast around change management? And then what is the one thing? We always like to give our listeners one thing that they can do, uh, you know, as immediately as possible to be better in this area. Yeah. Um, so one key takeaway I would say is communicate, communicate, communicate. And I think the best way to manage um, just overall change in itself is understanding that change is not necessarily always a rip and replace method. It's more so a method of improvement. So we have to look at change as a process of improving upon either the strategies, the methods, the technology that's already in place, and then more so just look at it as, um, yeah, just more so just from an improvement standpoint. Okay. And so what's your one thing? Uh, that everybody listening can do to move the needle and be more of an agent to change as opposed to resisting change? Um, making sure that that change is understood overall. And as well as, again, I'm going to say communication because <laughs> I think, I know I've said it so many times, but I think that is, you. That for me, that's the number one important thing 
is making sure that we're communicating with either the organization, your teams, because I think most of that resistance is coming from either the teams that are going to be using the new processes in place or that technology. So. Awesome. Well, Tiffany, I have enjoyed our discussion, but that's our time for today. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you everyone for joining us today. I hope that you've enjoyed our conversation with Tiffany. Tiffany, where can guests find you if they want to keep in touch? Um, you can actually follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Tiffany31 underscore 31, as well as on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, I can't believe we are at the end already. Thanks everyone for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to Revenue Rehab with your host, Brandy Starr. Your session is now over, but the learning has just begun. Join our mailing list and catch up on all our shows at RevenueRehab.live. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Revenue Rehab. This concludes this week's session. We'll see you next week.